Hello, amigos and amigas, and welcome to another episode of Confidence a Toda Madre, the podcast brought to you by Sylvia Brands, uh, your self-trust and confidence coach, and also by the Her Voice Network, who is uh, my, aka my podcast producer, uh, Gaia, who her handle is at Gaia underscore de. And if you are interested in learning anything about learning about anything of the process of podcasting, that is your girl. That is my shameless plug because I belong to that label, as I like to say, because I think I am a recording artist every time I hit this mic. And um, truly, again, I can't say enough about all of the training, all of the methodology, all of the launching process that I did under Gaia to make this podcast what it is today and all of that credit truly goes to her so again her instagram handle is at gaia underscore te for more information on anything podcast um maybe you're interested in creating a flow maybe you don't know where to start maybe you need podcast management she is your girl for all of your needs um sorry i had to put my phone on do not disturb because of course somebody would ding me right as I'm trying to record this. (laughs) So amigos and amigas, I have a great episode for you today. It is our second week of podcast of Nina November. Again, my content, I've been trying to really um, dedicate it to inner child work, to inner Nina work. And with that being said, I feel like this episode is going to be very heartfelt, very deep, Um, And I really hope that all of you listened to the first episode around inner niña work and that you did the homework and that you listened to Teach Me by Music Soul Child and that you did a brain dump of that version of yourself. And if you haven't, please stop this episode and go listen to that one and then come back and listen to this because I feel like the episodes for November are definitely going to build on top of one another. It's going to be a perfect little stack. So... That would be like my biggest encouragement just to stop this episode now, come back to it and listen to the other one first. Now, with that being said, I have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, Shameless plug, if you're local here to Arizona, there is going to be Amigos y Amigas Sociales, The Mixer, and that is happening November 17th. The link is in my bio on my IG. And what's great about this event is that It is truly for the community and that specific community is the one that is entrepreneurs, the one that is small business owners, the ones who are building brands and the ones who are active podcast listeners. Okay. Podcast listeners, active podcast, uh, podcasters, excuse me. Wow. Words, words. And this event is to really cultivate community. It is to build meaningful relationships and to really have a space to just see each other in a different space. Um, I know a lot of times we go to mixers or we go to networking events and it feels very like, okay, I have to have business cards together and I I need to learn how to pitch myself and just very formal, like businessy things. And, And then you also feel like you have to have like all of this small talk prepared, like all of the shit, right? And on and in those situations, it feels very intimidating to go alone, right? Because you, it's like you have to be this walking billboard, right? And I want to tell you that I, if my name is on anything, I am going to 
really truly facilitate a way to feel safe, but more importantly, to really get the interaction you're looking for and to truly have the opportunity to build community because that's really what's most important. Um, When you're a business owner or when you're an entrepreneur or when you're a podcaster, a lot of times things can get lonely Things can feel isolating. And even though that's not our truth, that's just a circumstance that we experience. So again, it is a very small ticket event. And the thing is, is that I'm truly passionate about this. And I even asked some of my good friends to collaborate this event with me to really represent community. And it is a low ticket event because I am not making a dime off of this event. As a matter of fact, I'm putting money into this event Uh, because it is a mixer and all of the proceeds, ticket proceeds, of course, Eventbrite is going to take their cut, but the rest of the ticket proceeds will go into a pot and one lucky business owner, entrepreneur, or active podcaster is going to walk away with the pot of the ticket proceeds because like any other person in business, any other person in brands, any other person in entrepreneurship knows that truly it's Anybody can benefit from a kickback. Anybody can benefit from a couple hundred bucks to be able to reinvest into their business, into their brand, into their dream to just keep the dream pumping. And that's truly what I wanted to bring. And I'm really excited about this event and what it can mean for so many businesses and so many entrepreneurs and so many um, podcasters. So if you're local to AZ, please check the link in my bio. My Instagram handle is at the Sylvia Brands. And I would love to connect with you. I would love to hug you and see you that night. It would mean a lot. So now another thing I want to bring up is I have the beautiful honor and pleasure that I have some of my clients graduating. And so that makes for openings inside of my coaching. And I would like to work with you. I'm telling you that verbatim. I'm telling it to you straight because I am a straight shooter. I want to work with you. I know that you're a fan. I know that you listen to this podcast. I know that you watch and participate in all of the things I put out and do. And so I'm telling you that I want to work with you. And I'm really, truly trying to get in your face to book the clarity call. Because in booking the clarity call, it is your first step at trusting yourself. It is your first step at building your confidence. And it is truly your first step at transformation in your life. Um, I I don't sugarcoat things. I don't hit superficial level. I am very serious about your investment of time and your investment of money and your investment of what you're doing in your life. All of that I take into consideration and is super valuable to me and it matters. You guys have heard me say on and on and on, how many of you are doing what you should be doing but you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. The shoulds are set by society, by your parents, by your extended family, by the people who criticize your life. But the supposed tos are the vision, the dream, the thing that you constantly think about and the the big delulu desire that's in your heart. And you guys hear me talk about delulu all the time. That delusional desire that you have, but you just haven't pulled the trigger on. And maybe it's in that space of, Like maybe you have a business 
And maybe you're trying to scale it in ways because you need to find the rhythm of boundaries and how to communicate better with family members so that you're honoring yourself as well as your business, but also not feeling like you're being complete trash to your family. Maybe you haven't even started the business. You haven't started the Delulu Desire because you don't know where to start and you're lacking the clarity. I want you to know that this is the perfect time. And I know that a lot of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, but wait, it's the holidays. Let me get through the holidays. Let me tell you that then you will continue to say that over and over and over again for different reasons, for different circumstances. And there's no time like the present to do the self-work, to take action, clarity to action in 90 days, and really sit and embody the transformation you've always wanted. And so, again, this is your invitation. Let's work together. I want to work with you. Book the clarity call or just send me a DM. Let's just start there, okay? Now, another reminder, because it's November and I just love to give people a heads up of what I'm doing, what I'm bringing out, It never fails. I think this is my third or fourth. Oh, it's going to be my fourth. My fourth annual vision board workshop. My fourth annual vision board workshop. And with that, I just want to say you're invited. You're invited. Uh, As a matter of fact, I don't have the date in front of me, but it's the second week in January because I like to give people just like some breathing room so that we can get really organized. So things have truly like slowed down and you're just ready to like prioritize yourself. Um, and I'm excited because it's gonna be in the same place that I am hosting the mixer. And again, that mixer is put on by a collective of us, sorry. Uh, it's me, Gaia, so the Her Voice Network, uh, Debt Free Latina, which is Myra, Sippin' with Sarayi, which is obviously Sarayi, and House of Remy Rose, which is Candice. And these are some of my clients, some of my friends that I really have chosen to do community with and to collaborate on this community event. Sorry. And just again, really get ready to reserve your space for the Vision Board Workshop. Okay? So with that being said, we got all of our housekeeping done. And I, let's talk about our niñahood. Let's talk about our inner niña, okay? So this podcast is going to be called Your Niñahood Created Your People Pleaser. And I probably know what you're thinking. You're like, shit, Sylvia already came like with shots fired. And you're totally right. And you, you have every right to be like, shit, this one is going to burn a little bit. Yeah, it might. But the reason why I'm so passionate about this work is this is the work I do heavily inside of my coaching. I'm so proud that like my coaching isn't topical. I'm so proud that my coaching isn't just like motivational for a little bit. And then it's just like, okay, cool. Like, what am I going to do next Tuesday? No, it is work that builds on top of each other it's truly self-work and again i i hope that after your brain dump last week you've seen how remarkable 
that inner niña is, how remarkable and truly authentic and how raw and how real that little girl was and how fun she was and how sassy she was maybe and what a little performer she was or what a little artist she was or what an athlete she was, whatever it is. I hope you got to see her at her highest and most authentic form. And I want you to just, again, to sit with her. And again, this is a lot of the, this, this is a good portion of what we focus on inside of coaching because you're, you don't need fixing. You aren't broken. And it is truly about learning to understand, learning how to have compassion and learning how to have, or learning how to befriend all of the versions of yourself. And with that being said, your ninahood created your people pleaser. Because like I said before, you were your most authentic self. But unfortunately, your ninahood began to shape you. And again, it wasn't your fault and it truly wasn't the people in your life's fault because again, I just, I really, really have come to understand that like our parents did the best they could with what they had. Is it right? No, I can't completely co-sign that. But I'm also not here to pick fights or to blame anyone or to just truly persecute anybody. Now, are, if there's like real traumatic things that in your that happened in your life, absolutely, I validate that 100%. They, those things were wrong. You didn't deserve that. And I'm here to validate and hold space for you in that absolutely 100%. But in the examples I'm about to give, I think that sometimes we have to hold a little bit of space for forgiveness and understanding because our parents or our grandparents or that generation of people who moved us through, who raised us, were raised in a particular way and they didn't have this space to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to validate your feelings. And that's why I say all of the time that we are the generation, like us currently right now, I'm 33 years old. So if you're within my range, if you're in your late 20s slash 30s, early 40s, like, or or mid 40s even, I would say like, we're that generation, millennials, we're that generation that is doing the work to sit with our children, to listen to them, to understand where they're coming from, to validate that things are hard, that it's not an automatic no, that there is space for a lot of gray. Not everything is black and white because it's important. But again, our parents didn't have that space. They didn't have that understanding. They didn't even have the learnings of it yet. As a matter of fact, I have a parent who says all the time, like, ¿Sabes qué? ¿Cómo están locas? Like, this is, what a wild time to be alive. And I get it. It must be so triggering for them. And I've said this before in a post or on a different podcast. Um, oh, that's right. I said it on a post where it's like, I'm everything my mom never wanted me to be. And it's true when I lived at home with my parents, it was very triggering for them to be this healed up and evolved version of myself because they were so used 
to a wounded version of me. And so which brings me to your niñahood. Because when you were a niña, you were your most real, you were your most raw, authentic self. You were sassy as hell. You wore the little taconcitos that made such racket when you walked around. You played mercado, you played supermarket, you played house, you played school. Uh, Maybe you were outside rollerblading with the best of them. As a matter of fact, uh, the other podcast that I'm a part of, gratefully, uh, All Things Millennial with Gaia, being on that podcast makes me reminisce on all the shit with that was amazing about our childhood. Jellies, gel pens, uh, those little stamper markers, right? Like Lisa Frank stickers, all the good shit. And again, it doesn't all have to be like materialistic things, but I, I literally remember having a boombox and putting cassettes in and just dancing in my room. And before I did the work, I couldn't tell you the last time I put on music and danced in my room, but I could literally tell you that I did that yesterday. I could tell you that I literally did that when I was cooking dinner right now. Does that make sense? But again, I've done the self-work to get in touch with that version. Anyways, sorry, I keep going back and forth. But so when we're niñas, yes, we're these real, raw, authentic versions of ourselves, but then also... We get into space and spaces and environments by no one's fault. Just again, like we we end up going to school, we end up making friends with other little girls. We um, we have specific parents that have certain standards and, and expectations of how they wanted to raise children, right? So when we were young, we learned that we wanted to be liked, which then can feed a limiting belief of good enough right because and and again maybe maybe that's something you still struggle with right now is oh i just i really want to be liked which if you funnel it down it is a, a good enough limiting belief another example i have is we learned when we were niñas that we just wanted to be good and, and that one really comes with like the people who raised us, the, the parents or the guardians. Um, we wanted to be good, right? We didn't want them to be upset with us. We wanted them to be happy with us. We wanted to feel loved, all of those things, right? And so it became, and, and, and with time, it could kind of feel like, I want to be worthy. It can turn into a limiting belief of like, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Because I want to be good for this person. And sometimes, and a girl, I will raise my hand and lock the motherfucking elbow. That that happened to me a lot in romantic relationships in my early 20s. I wanted to just be good in the relationship. Because I wanted to be desired. I wanted to be wanted. So what did I do? I would just work, overwork myself in motherfucking relationships because... I wanted them to be happy and I wanted them to be good with me. Okay. But again, that was a standard I had set subconsciously in my niñahood. And again, in niñahood, we learned that we wanted to be beautiful. And again, that can also grow with us into adulthood now of, I want to meet the beauty standards that 
everybody else is achieving or what it feels like or seems like, right? Especially being a curly-haired girl, let me tell you, in college and in my early 20s, I spent so much time burning the shit out of my hair because I was getting keratin treatments, because I was, guys, oh, to this day, I totally don't recommend ever getting a keratin treatment because when I, I can literally tell you what the fumes of a keratin treatment smells like. Like to this day, if I think about a keratin treatment, I can tell you what it smells like and how literally it burnt the nostril hair inside of my nose. But again, I wanted to meet the beauty standards. And I will be absolutely honest with you, no shame in my motherfucking game. And I wish I still had it so I could show you guys my ASU Sun card, because I went to ASU. Shout out, go devils. Uh I wow. I I tried my best because at my college, and I, if you're local, you fucking know this. At my college, the standard was tan, blonde, big boobs. And that's what every white girl on campus looked like. And when I tell you that I tried my best to get my hair as close to blonde without killing it, I can honestly tell you that. I can honestly tell you that. Was it my look? No. Did I wish somebody would have told me? Yes. Do I think I'm going to get a couple text messages from my friends who knew me in college and they were like, Sylvia, you look fine. You are very nice. But no, I looked horrible. <laughs> and I'm willing to say that. Why? Because I, I wanted to hit the standard of what it was like when I went to college. Because that is a beauty standard that I felt like was set across the board. Again, back to ninahood, we learned that we wanted to belong. This one so many of us can relate to. And this one is one of my favorite ones that I've overcome. But I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes in certain situations, in specific things, it can get triggered and it can flare up. And I have to sit with myself and do the thought work behind it to be like, is this true? Is this actually real or is this just a circumstance that I'm just really experiencing? So think about that. In ninahood, we learned that we wanted to be liked. We learned that we wanted to be good. We learned that we wanted to be beautiful. We learned that we wanted to belong. And especially on that last one, it's just, we just want to be included, right? We want to be, we want to be invited. And sometimes for some of us, it's even being like, oh, I want to be pops, right? In high school, we want to be popular. And it's okay. It's okay. But again, all of those limiting beliefs fed into your people pleaser 
And I'm here to tell you no motherfucking shame in my game. Y'all have listened to the fucking episode. All of these tendencies obviously grew within me and I kept ignoring it and I was continuously a people pleaser. And again, like uh, some of it, some examples too of people pleasing is that like I never wanted to feel guilt or shame from my parents. And when I tell you that parents know how to click those buttons and push those things and make you experience guilt or shame in specific ways that you just, they know. They know. And that also made me a people pleaser. And there's no shame in my game. And again, I've recorded the podcast episode. My people pleasing tendencies got me sued at 24. Why? Because I never learned to say no. I never learned to sit with boundaries. I never learned, again, you hiding away or avoiding dealing with your people-pleasing tendencies is costing you in some shape or way or form. It is costing you in your business. It is costing you in your personal life. It is costing you in your friendships. It's costing you somewhere. And I don't even have to know you to know that. And I know you're shaking your head like, oh, fuck, yeah, totally. Yes, I know. I know. And so in our niña hoods, we try really hard, right? We, we try hard to be good. We try hard to be liked. We try hard to set the beauty standards. We try hard to never feel guilt or shame. Or when we exhibit those things, it's like, ooh, okay, let me do the opposite because I want to make them happy. And with all of this being done and said, we're taught to work for our worth. We're taught to earn our worth instead of setting it or choosing it for ourselves. And so as we get older, even though maybe you don't live with your parents, you're still continuously looking for someone to co-sign that you're good to co-sign that you're beautiful, to co-sign that you belong. And that's where things get blurry and messy and hard and hurtful because you continue to look at other people to give you that positive reinforcement that you're on the right track or that you did the right thing or that you're doing good or that you're a good person. Because that's what people-pleasing is. Again, but your people-pleaser was created in ninyahood and it's the thing that just lived in your subconscious forever and it just grew and grew and grew and grew And it got stronger and stronger and it became this muscle. And it's now the only way or a very strong way that you navigate. And maybe sometimes you're like, eh, I don't really have that issue at home. I have great boundaries. But maybe it's it's at work. Maybe you want to fit in at work. Maybe it's in your friendships. Maybe it's on IG, the comparison central for a lot of people. 
But what's crazy is that social media was meant to be social. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to have like the Netflix conspiracy theory conversation about how like social platform is like how they control us. That's fine. I validate that 100%. But again, social media is meant to be social for us. I love that I can get on social media and we can have a whole ass conversation about something and I can share what's on my mind and I can invite you to a mixer and I can invite you to the vision board workshop and my word gets across. But a lot of times people use it as a tool to compare themselves to what they're not or to their lack. And again, it causes that people pleaser to be in a spiral. But again, I want you to really sit and think about what were the thoughts that were created in your ninahood that created your people pleaser? Maybe it's specific voices, like specific people. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it was your nana. Maybe it was your tia. Maybe it was your nina. And they carry certain beliefs or mantras that have played over and over and over and were created in your subconscious. And now they are a limiting belief that you can't shake and also a vein in one of the people-pleasing muscles you have. Again, this episode is going to be called Your Ninahood Was Created. Well, your Ninahood Created Your People Pleaser. And I know that that's a very hard pill to swallow. But again, I want you to sit with that. A lot of the self work I do is about befriending all of the versions of yourself. You're not broken. You don't need fixing. Absolutely, motherfucking no. However, if you showed up with understanding, to see what you need, to have compassion for yourself, and to listen, you might be working with very different variables. Because those same things are the things and the reasons that your trust is lacking right now. If you are navigating out of people-pleasing, you don't have self-trust. And if that's how you navigate, then trust is like the furthest thing away from you. Because when you're looking for other people to value you, trust comes from when you value your own word, when you value your own action, when you can literally feel like outer body experience, you catch yourself in a trust fall. But if you're so quick to beat yourself up, if you are so quick to say, here you are motherfucking again, you can't trust you. And as a matter of fact, people pleasing is the perfect example for how people tend to self-abandon. Everybody in the motherfucking game wants to talk about self-trust right now, but I've been harping on my shit since 2017. Self-trust means that you actively practice not self-abandoning, but self-trusting. What is self-abandoning? It's truly 
trading, whatever it is. So like, for example, it's you, when you self-abandon, you're trading external validation for your self-trust. You're saying, oh my gosh, yes, I'd rather accept the, oh my God, you're doing so great. Instead of getting the, oh my God, I'm so great from myself. It is more important to you to abandon you and to take that cosign. And that breaks your trust. You have to be able to recognize it in yourself first. Because when you do that, let me tell you, when people say shit to you, when people criticize you, when people have a tendency to flare up in guilt and shame and try to communicate that to you so that you will maneuver yourself and mold yourself and it doesn't phase you, that means your self-trust is motherfucking strong. And let me tell you, I am so proud of some of the clients I've just finished working with because I have a client who, and I'm not going to say names, but I have a client who just broke up with her man, kicked him out, all of the things because she's like, I can't trust you. I was looking at you to be my safety zone and you can't make me ever feel that way that I need to trust me first. And trust me, I want to see love win. But when I heard some of the things that would happen in her household and she's like, no, Sylvia, this is real. Like this is this decision I want to make, but I don't trust myself to make it. And she's done the self-work and she's out here making that decision. And now she's pulling out a whole ass business. Yo, my clients are the baddest in the game and I'm not motherfucking scared to say that. I have another client who's in a very similar situation. Launching her own business group, her own collective group. With her kids in tow and making decisions about her relationships and how she wants to move forward and also a living situation at hand as well and she's doing all of that but also trusting herself versus taking it taking into consideration what other people feel that is the trust i teach that is the trust i embody and that is the work that i can help you do you have to unlearn what has been ingrained and I always use this example you are living right now with the default settings of whoever raised you but when you do the self-work it is your decision of the settings that you live by and that is what the self-work is So if you're ready to do this work, book your clarity call or send me a DM. But most importantly, I want you to sit with a piece of paper, sit with your journal, and I want you to write down 
the ninyahood things that created your people pleaser and begin to sit with an understanding of where those came from and why they exist and how they've got gotten stronger over time based on the things and examples I've given you today. I want to see you fucking win. I want you to have crazy ass self-trust and delusional desires come to motherfucking life. Because I'm always motherfucking rooting for you. I see your end game. Even if you don't believe me and I've gotten on clarity calls where people are like, I don't know that this is going to work. Let me tell you it is going to work. Let me see. Let me tell you that I can already see your end game. Let me tell you that I'm recording this podcast and my hands are up in the air and I'm pointing at air and like I'm pointing at you, but you can't see me, but I'm pointing at you, girl. So if you're driving or cleaning or like literally whatever it is you're doing, I want you to know I'm already seeing you win. But the self-work has to happen first in order to trust yourself and in order to achieve that delusional desire that has been your heart for forever and you still haven't taken motherfucking action on. Again, this is your invitation. I want to work with you. What a delicious ass episode. I even surprised myself. <laughs> and But I pride myself on the content I bring. Because you matter. This is important to me. And I don't fuck around with whatever's on my name. So, as always, my name is Sylvia Brands, and I'm your self-trust and confidence coach, encouraging you to live life a toda madre. I will see y'all on the next track, and I just want to say again, I'm so excited for 2024, where I will be inviting guests onto this podcast once a month. I'm so grateful you're here. Every listen means the most to me. And if you wouldn't mind liking, rating, subscribing, literally taking a screenshot and sharing it to your IG or to whatever platform you use, or literally send this as a message to someone, text this episode to someone and be like, bitch, let me put you on. Lovingly, bitch, obviously. But again, I think about you every time I get on the mic or I create content. I'm here to serve my community and I hope it motherfucking shows. I literally love y'all. And with that, I'm out. Peace.